Well, for many of us, we want to leave a healthy lifestyle. We want to achieve personal wellness goals. We may even want to lose those last stubborn six kilos, but somehow we struggle to find the motivation to achieve any of that. But there is a way. So joining us in studio is Donna Aston, a human performance coach, nutritionist, and director of her own wellness company, Aston RX, with huge amounts of knowledge here. It's so great to have you, Donna. Thank you for having me. So, I mean, let's start with, for many people, the most obvious. They want to lose those last five to six kilos. They seem to be the hardest to budge. What can you suggest? I think it's really important to have a look at why you're gaining weight in the first place, and that can be different for everybody. So to actually, weight is usually the symptom of something else that's going on underneath. So it could be insulin resistance. There are many things that could be happening. So Pathology testing is a great place to start. What does pathology testing do? What does it show us? A blood test. So you might find that somebody has high levels of insulin that's stopping them from being able to access their stored fat. There might be many things going on, nutrient deficiencies, um, but insulin resistance is a big one when it comes to weight gain. Mm. Donna, once they've done that testing, what's the next step? Is it about making a plan, setting goals? What do you actually do? Because I think that's where people need some advice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you need practical, user-friendly things to do, right? So I think having a really great base knowledge of your body and how it works, then you have a really clear plan set out to you as to the strategy you need to take to move forward. So, you know, obviously we need to move, we need to get exercise happening, make it fun, something that you're likely to do on a regular basis. Um, You know, if you don't like going to the gym, then, you know, perhaps play a sport. There's always that type of thing. I'm a big one on not snacking. So if you can... If you do nothing else uh, between now and Christmas, if you can cut out snacking and have a five-hour gap between meals, it will go a long way. Donna, many people go to the GP and for various health reasons are told you've got to lose weight. And that's where the discussion ends. I feel there's a real disconnect between the medical suggestion to go and lose weight and how you get started. What hints can you give for that person that says, now what do I do? Again, it's really important to understand why you're gaining weight in the first place, and that can be different for every person. Um, but, but again, for everybody, I think we've got into this um, routine of snacking too much. So we tend to just graze all day long. I think three, go back to the basics, three meals a day, just three meals spaced out evenly, five hours between each meal and a 12-hour fast overnight. So every 24 hours, give your body a break. And so, yeah, 12-hour fast. But... In and around that, it's important to understand what to eat so that you're not hungry in between. Incredibly important. So you need that balance of a a portion of protein. You need loads of colourful plant food, so fibrous plant food. Fibre makes us feel full. And some good fats. Don't be frightened of adding things like extra virgin olive oil and really good quality fats and oils. One thing I see a lot of, Donna, is people might have a bit of a slip-up. They might have a cheeky meal or they might snack too much or they'll have a big blowout. And instead of getting back onto routine, they use that as an excuse go, oh, well, I've ruined this morning, so I may as well have a big cheat day. And then that cheat day ends up being a cheat week, and then they just fall off the bandwagon completely. What do they do to avoid that? It's always Monday, you're going to start again, right? Mm. I think that if your focus is on your health as opposed to your weight, then that doesn't happen. So it's only when people are concerned about, oh, I've eaten that, so now I'm going to gain weight, so now I might as well ruin the whole thing. But if you're really focused on your health and you understand that when you've eaten a meal that is perhaps not on your diet and you've sent your insulin way through, 
too high, then you just need to actually fast that out to your next meal to allow it the opportunity to come back down again. And that's the balance that everybody needs to achieve. It's not about I've messed up, I'm going to gain weight. It's about what's that doing to your inner health. I'm just asking for a friend, but what role (laughs) does alcohol play (laughs) in this whole scenario? Bearing in a obviously we love to demonise food. So one week it's salt, next week it's sugar, next week it's whatever. You've said cut back on the snacking, but what about alcohol? Alcohol's a real problem for some people, and we tend to think that there's a, there's a big thing out there now that, you know, the white spirits like vodka or tequila, that they're sort of like almost the diet alcohol. Mm. Alcohol is alcohol, so it impacts your liver function. And if you're drinking too frequently and too much, then it's going to have an enormous impact on your metabolic health. It's going to impact your liver no matter what alcohol you're drinking. So it all comes down to moderation. Mm. How important is it to celebrate your milestones? It's really important and it's important to break down your goal into milestones so that they're achievable. I think sometimes if you have a big goal and you're looking too far ahead, you become overwhelmed and then you might throw in the towel. So having those little milestones and and celebrating them along the way is really important. Talk to me about sugar, Donna, because there's people (laughs) out there, there's people out there who go, oh, I don't have much sugar in my diet. I'm fine. I don't have much sugar. How important is it to read labels and understand how much sugar might actually be sneaking into your diet? It's super important. And I, I had a client send me uh, an Instagram post just recently and it was, uh, you know, sugar in your eyes is glaucoma. Sugar in your blood is diabetes. Sugar in your teeth is decay. And so she was sending me this that, you know, if you're eating sugar, this is the problem. But it's also how well we regulate our blood sugar. And so even if you're eating good foods, but too much of them and too frequently, if your blood sugar is chronically high, then your body is still being impacted by that. And alcohol also has an impact on your blood sugar. Amazing. You know, all this is simple stuff, isn't it? And how amazing, now we, you said three meals a day. Our ancestors grew up with three meals a day. Snacking, there was no such thing because they were just having three meals a day. But now we've got television, we've got all this convenience all around us. But there's got to be a resetting at some stage because the health system really cannot take much more pressure before it all falls falls apart, surely. Snacking is all about marketing. And, you know, when I was a kid, I'd come home from school and say to mum, I'm hungry. And she'd say, you have to wait for dinner. You'll spoil your appetite. I wasn't allowed to snack. How did that go down? (laughs) (laughs) I was hungry and I ate my dinner. I feel like my teenager would move out if I said that to her. She'd be like, what? Where are the crackers? Where are they? I don't understand. So how do you get around that though? You know, yeah. Look, I think it's about making sure that the meals that you are eating are sustainable. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are trying to diet. They're Mm -hmm. trying to have low calories. They're trying to have low fat meals. Mm -hmm. So they're not sustaining. There is no way a meal like that is going to last any of us for five hours. But if you have a balance of protein, good quality fats and some fibrous veggies, that'll easily keep you going for five hours. And Donna, just finally, I think I've learned in my, I'm now 51, right? And I've understood now how I feel in my body, which has come from mindfulness, actually. How important is to actually go, when do When does my body feel like it's thriving? I think it's hard to know what good feels like until you feel it. Mm. I don't know how you feel. You don't know how I feel. And I, with working with people every day... 
they feel so much better. There's a lot of things people accept as they get older. My joints ache. Uh, I can't walk as far as I used to. Um, I can't do the exercise I used to. And I often reverse that with people in my program. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, so I'm not old. I was just unhealthy. Mm. And now my joints don't hurt. And now I can keep up with my kids. And now I can go to the gym. So I think it's not so much accepting those things as normal. They're common, but not necessarily normal. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for coming in studio today, mm, Donna. Right, and thank if you. anyone thank wants you. to connect with you, read your blogs and see what you're doing, go to astonrx.com. Such an amazing resource, your website. There's so much there, astonrx.com. Thanks so much, Donna. Thanks for having me. Thank you.